Hello, everyone, and welcome back to For Whom the Bell Trolls. I'm Jolly. And I'm Wolfe. Yeah. Welcome back. It's Wednesday, my dudes. It's Wednesday. I'm super excited. Uh, yeah, because it's a great episode, because it's our last it's one. finally the end of classes. I don't know. So yeah. now guess what we get to do, Jolly? We get uh, to go back after we silence our cell phones. Please silence all cell phones. No, we get to move on to better content. And if any of you have any preferences, we would be happy to listen to your feedback. Yes. In any way, shape, form, or fashion. You could send carrier pigeons or there's telegraph machines now. It's a brave new century. It's true. And don't, I know we call ourselves the trolls, but don't troll us and split it three, three, and three and three different options. All nine of you that listen. Okay. Just saying. Make it like five to four. That'd be nice. Yeah. Don't be the undecided American, okay? Wow. Don't be that one. Rock the vote. That's right. Rock the vote, baby. I knew you couldn't help yourself. <laughs> I couldn't no, help. No, so, it. I mean, kind of just general options. We've still got archetypes to go into. We've still, there's a plethora of content to cover yeah. still. And if you guys would like to give us any feedback, we'd like to hear from you. In all honesty. Yeah. Give you the opportunity to kind of help direct the show, if you will. Otherwise, we're probably just going to throw stuff at a dartboard until something sticks. Pretty much. Yeah, just kind of have some fun. Maybe bring back some old favorites or something. I don't know. We'll just see what happens. Oh, absolutely. And, there's still equipment. Yeah. There's still feats. There's still all the skills. There's still... Yeah. There's still all kinds of oh, stuff. Oh, there's a lot of stuff. And we haven't even touched any of the supplemental guides. This is still standard vanilla PHB. Oh, yeah, dude. We so still if you are also sick of covering <laughs> standard PHB content, please let me know. <laughs> Man, we still oh. have meta magic, ritual <clears throat> casting, all oh, kinds of stuff. We still have all the magic, all the actual combat. Yeah, there's This is literally oh. the tip of the iceberg, ladies so, and gentlemen and others. Yeah, but today is the bard. And we saved it for last because this class... To have a, if you've played with a good bard, then you know why we did this class last in a sense of difficulty of playing well. Because mm-hmm. this class requires great role playing. You have to role play a bard, otherwise, you're yeah. wasting everyone's time yeah. and yours. Yeah. And it requires great mechanical understanding of the game. Oh, it's very much based in magic and very much based in sorty boy stuff. Yeah, so you got to know how to be really good at both. Yeah. And you're one of three classes that are really good at skills. So get on it. Yeah. They get expertise and things like that as well. You'll learn as we go oh, through I mean, it. We can but, dive right in if you want. Yeah. I just, yeah, it's the role play aspect is something that's very personal to me because yeah understand that a bard is like a traveling traveling minstrel it's they were showmen they were entertainers especially in medieval society that dnd is based loosely on yeah i say loosely we have almost you know one for one copy of societies but whatever the bards are they're wandering singers musicians dancers you know tumblers they're they put on a performance everywhere they go and yeah. they're dedication to their craft their practice in their chosen art form is what allows them to use insane magical abilities oh yeah this is definitely one that i would love to get into the subclasses with not in this Mm -hmm. episode but at some point because the bardic schools are just phenomenal 
like even the supposed the best bad, colleges in the world. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Like the best colleges, man. The Ivy League of Dunda. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, even the bad ones are still solid. Like they you still have honestly, a lot of flavor. really mechanically, you really can't go wrong with a bard. No, they it, bring so much to the table that yeah, it's yeah. hard to not want them in the party every single yeah. time. I mean, the bard themselves gets really great spells. On top of the fact that depending on what college you choose, you get access to anyone else's spell list mm-hmm. of your choice. So you got to know some stuff. This is a difficult class to play well. Yes, it genuinely is, and yeah. that's. Bad bards will put you off of bards forever, but it only takes one really good one to help you understand why these are, in my opinion, probably the best class in the game. Yeah, honestly. Overall, from being able to do almost anything, fill any role, you, yeah, bards are the shit. Yeah, yeah, and my suggestion to anybody, if you really want to play your bard really well or take another shot at it, play play a little bit of rogue, play a little bit of any kind of spellcaster to get used to that, like a druid, wizard, warlock, sorcerer, any one of the main spellcasters, kind of get that feel for it, and maybe even try like a martial, a more hardcore martial class, like a fighter or something like that like get experience of multiple classes because that makes the bard so much better mm-hmm. it because it, it's just such a great mixture of everything and it's solid in what it does so with that being said go ahead what and, it does is yeah. win go ahead and break it down there wolfie all right <clears throat> excuse me so you get a d8 for your hp mm. or i'm sorry your hit dice is going to be a D8 plus your constitution modifier, obviously. Yeah. Uh, your, which is not bad at all. Again, that's middle of the road for hit dice. Like, it's not a bad place to be. No. Um, your proficiencies are light armor only. And your weapons are simple weapons, hand crossbows, long swords, rapiers, and short swords. But... For your tools, you get three musical instruments of your choice. Again, a lot of the time bards were used as messengers and spies. Yeah. They are not armored. They are putting on a show. They are pretending to be someone that you would not suspect of anything in any way. Yeah. So they're not going to be wearing, you know, full plate mail and stomping around. They are subtlety. They are guile. They are, you know, beautiful. Yeah. I mean, a good historical reference would be like troubadours. Exactly. Not the song, like the actual troubadours. (laughs) Did you just reference a George Strait song? Uh, The man's a genius. Okay. (laughs) What's worse, that I got it or that you said it? Uh, We both grew up in the South, so. That's true. (laughs) We were doomed from the start. Sorry, Wolfie. I've heard a 70-year-old man refer to him as the straight man. Like, yep. he was saying it in the cool way. Like, oh, oh he's the straight man. <laughs> like, that is, <laughs> in this weirdest... day and age, that is a very weird choice of words, buddy. Yeah, it's very weird. Uh, but anyways, but no, man, uh, you get proficiencies <laughs> and, well, you already covered that. Your yeah, saving throws. Charisma. Yeah, you get dex and charisma saving throws. Really nice to have. You know what's even nicer to have? Skills. Yeah. Guess what? 
Choose any three. Any three skills. Just have them. That's all it says. You want to know why? It literally <laughs> says, choose any three. Yeah. And that means any skill on the skills list. You can choose any three of those because you're a bard. You're good at all kinds of things. Mm -hmm. You've learned through travel and everything else. You are a natural adventuring class. Yeah, so. most bards take up the mantle because they have wanderlust. That's yeah. why specifically like the halfling race is almost always bards. It's yeah. kind of built into them. Yeah, I mean, and films and television have always had an example of a bard. Mm -hmm. Even most recently with the television series for uh, uh, The Witcher. He has a character who follows him around. That guy's a bard. He's legitimately just following around, like doing songs of inspiration and things like that. Mm -hmm. It doesn't. He doesn't actually does actual bard stuff. That's essentially a bard. Look at uh, he's fulfilling the historical yeah. role, not so much the fantasy role. Yeah, and look at Dragonheart. The monk is following around, writing his story the whole time. Mm -hmm. Like that's another form of a bard. Bards are everywhere. They're always around where the action is. They're your pre-modern field reporters, essentially. Uh, back when journalism was journalism. That's right. You had to get it's out there. It's been that long. <laughs> to be honest, it's never been good. <laughs> and as we continue into uh, their spell casting. Cantrips. Pick yeah. two. Yeah, yeah, you start off with two cantrips, and uh, it's pretty nice to have. Yeah, at level one, you have four spells known and two first-level spell slots. So you are also, in my opinion, I would consider bards to be full casters. Well, they are. Some people might say otherwise, but to me it makes no sense. Just because they can exhibit martial prowess doesn't mean that that's all they do is spell well, they're, casting. They're... By technicality, they are a full caster. They get ninth level spells. Yeah. Like, <laughs> they're that's, full. That's what I was saying. Yeah. I was agreeing with the fact yeah. that they are full casters. <laughs> yeah, they but are I've full. I've heard other personalities yeah. differ. Yeah, no. And yes, they do have martial capabilities, but we'll, we'll get into that as the class moves along there. Uh, continuing with uh, the actual breakdown of the class features here. So God quit yelling at me. <laughs> with your spell casting, your spell casting ability is your charisma. Go figure. This you're a is bard. the charisma based class. Yeah. If you have anyone at the table that wants to be super charming, this is a really good fit. Yeah. Like you're not going to get better anywhere else. But I'd like to take this opportunity to help remind everyone of a commonly held misconception. Charisma is not how pretty you are. Charisma no. is literally defined as the force of will. Yeah. How strong your willpower is so specifically. This, yeah. So in this sense, it's not how pretty you are. It's how well you can convince someone else that you are pretty. Exactly. Yeah. See, that's the thing is they're not mutually exclusive. No. It, yes, people, it even tells you in the game descriptions, you know, people with higher charisma stats tend to be more attractive up to the point where they even look alien in a sense. Like, you can't place their nationality. You can barely place their race. They're just stunningly beautiful. Yeah. So they go hand in hand, but 
people often get them mixed up. True. That's why you use charisma for saves against, you know, banishment or charm. It's your ability to kind of mentally shake it off. It's your Green Lantern ability score. Yeah, it's perfect. It's your willpower. But yeah. Beware my power. And uh, you also get Bardic Inspiration. Okay, so this is like the main feature of this class. Oh, yeah. So take it away, Jolly. Oh, yeah. You can inspire others through stirring words or music. To do so, you use a bonus action on your turn to choose one creature other than yourself within 60 feet of you who who can hear you. That creature gains one Bardic Inspiration die, which is a D6. Um, and once within the next 10 minutes, the creature can roll the die and add the number rolled to one ability check, attack roll, or saving throw it makes. The creature can wait until after it rolls the d20 before deciding to use the bardic inspiration die, but must decide before the DM says whether the roll succeeds or fails. So, once it's rolled, it's lost. It's really nice to have, and this does increase over time. Uh, but it's, I mean, bardic inspiration is great. It's the key part to the class. And it's something that's always going to make you useful. Mm-hmm. And like I said, it's essentially the defining feature of this class. Yeah. It's what you do. You sing or play an instrument or just yell, go get them boys. And, you know, buff up your party in that sense. It's a, it starts off as a D six, but it levels up. Like it becomes a D eight at fifth, a D 10 at 10th and a D 12 at level 15. Yeah. So by level 15, you've got an extra D12 that your teammates can use on a save, an attack, or an ability check. Like it's not bonus damage, yeah. but it's you're inspired. You're going to land that hit. You're focused. Yeah. And, and you're going to, you know, dodge that fireball. Yeah. And I also forgot a very key point. This is a feature you can use a number of times equal to your charisma modifier. Minimum of once. And you get it after a long rest. So buff up that charisma, which you should be doing anyway. You're a bard. Charisma should yeah. be, you know, <laughs> maxed out as soon as possible. Yeah. Uh, usually your saving throw proficiencies tell you what stats you're probably going to want to focus on. It's a good indicator. Yeah, it usually is. You're going to want dex. You're going to want charisma. Con's always important, but those two things on a bard is... It's, it's great to have. You want charisma for your ability to use your inspiration and yep. your spell casting, obviously, and you want dexterity because you really can't wear armor. And so it's probably not a great idea to be, you know, the frontline combatant, at least yeah. not as a base bard. Yeah. And, I mean, it helps you out with certain saves and t- stuff as well. It'll give you I better mean, range damage and will give you better opportunity yeah. to dodge. Well, yeah. I mean, dex and charisma are two of the most common saves. So really need those so at second level you get jack of all trades Ooh, what does that do starting at second level you can add half your proficiency bonus rounded down of course to any ability check you make that doesn't already include your proficiency bonus yeah okay so i just said words but i'm not sure what that means let me reread that (laughs) Yeah, it means no, basically. So at level two, when you get it, your proficiency bonus is still a plus two, I believe. And so that gives you a plus, plus one, one 
right off the bat to yeah. any ability check that you make that doesn't already have your proficiency bonus. So those three skills that you get to choose as a bard, you can still get, you, you're still, you're a jack of all trades. It's right there in the name. It's still, yeah. you are still better at everything than most people will ever be. Yeah. Yeah. Basically you have your specific skill focus, but this ability allows you to add your proficiency bonus, essentially. Well, half your bonus yeah. to any check that you have that you don't have proficiency in. Yeah. And it's great. Cause I mean, any of those other skills beside those three, really nice to have that extra plus one. Cause that could be the difference. I mean, I don't know how many people's missed it by one, but I've done it a lot. <laughs> oh yeah. Unless you miss it with a one, then you're just kind of screwed. Um, so Song of Rest, you also get it second level. Oh, yes. Yeah. Smooth jazz. Pretty much. Uh, you can use soothing music or oration to help revitalize your wounded allies during a short rest. If you are any friendly creature who can hear your performance regain hit points. Wait. If you. Are you okay, yeah. buddy? I don't know. I lost you my lose train your place. of thought. If yeah. you or any friendly creatures who can hear your performance regain hit points at the end of the short rest by spending one or more hit die, each of those creatures regains an extra 1d6 hit points. So basically, whenever you're doing your short rest, if your bard uses their Song of Rest ability, anybody that's taking that rest to restore HP, they'll get an extra d6 out of it. Yep. And this again, this is a second level ability super nice to have oh yeah and it scales up with you d8 at 9th level d10 at 13th and a d12 at 17th level yeah so it'll so, only ever be one of those die but it the type of die increases as you level up so yeah and it's, it's nice to have it's something supplemental it keeps up yeah it's and, not going to be you know the greatest thing on earth but it's going to be a help Oh, no, it's definitely very useful. Especially, you know, 17th level. It's only a D12. Yeah, but at 17th level, this level 2 ability is still giving you essentially free hit points mm -hmm. without you having to expend any of your big spells or anything yeah. else. And so it stays good all the way through. A lot of people complain about the power curve in this edition, but yeah, that's a topic for another rant. Oh, yeah, we got that some other point. At level three, you get to pick your college. Yeah, and in the PHP, there's only the College of Lore and the College of Valor. I know there are plenty of other colleges. There's college like of War, a billion of them. Yeah, College of Lore is just spectacular. Valor is really good, too. Oh, man. I haven't really come across a college where I wasn't like, you know what? I would play this. They're it's all that, good. Yeah, they're just solid. Also, at third level, you get Expertise which is something unique. Yeah. Um, you're one of like two classes that gets it. Yeah. It's just bards and rogues, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, choose two of your skill proficiencies. Your proficiency bonus is doubled for any ability check you make that uses either of the chosen proficiencies. At 10th level, you can choose another two skill proficiencies to gain this benefit. Really good. I mean, that's all there is to it. It's just... <clears throat> It's it's one of the more solid things. 
especially if you've got a lot of skill focus type of things to do. Yeah. It's what you're good at. It's that thing that defines your character. Yeah. You know, maybe you use your expertise in sleight of hand and, you know, do like close up magic tricks to entertain children at a, you know, Mm -hmm. an orphanage or some shit, you know, something noble. Yeah. And for later on the episode, go ahead and leave your comments. Can you use sleight of hand with mage hand? Why'd you do this to me? Oh yeah, leave that in the comments. Uh, <laughs> that legitimately comes down to the DM. Sorry. Uh, yeah. ASIs, you get five. You get them pretty norm. Uh, font of inspiration, you get it when you reach fifth level. You regain all your expended uses of bardic inspiration when you finish a short or long rest. Yeah, you know how your bardic inspiration, you're like, wow, low level, this kind of sucks. It's only once per long rest. Yeah, by level five, you can get them all back on a short rest. And how many short rests and long rests do you get in a day, Jolly? Uh, You can get up to two short rests and a long rest. So look at that. Yeah. Three opportunities to get all your inspiration die back. Yeah, and depending on how good your rolls are, if you're lucky to get an 18, you could have your bardic inspiration for, uh, well, at eight, you already have an ASI at this point, so if you spend both of those points and get to 20, there you go. That's how many bardic inspiration you have. Add that up for that many times. Yeah, so... The two short rest, anyway. Optimally, you know, you'll have 15... You like 15 die to expend in total in a day. Yeah, I mean, if you had the opportunity to use both your short rests, yeah, I mean, it really depends on the campaign, the area that you're in, everything else. Depends on how intense your DM is as well. If exhaustion's a big thing, stuff right. like that. So, what's the next one there, Wolfe? Counter charm. Ooh, ooh, it makes so much sense. Hit me. At sixth level, you gain the ability to use musical notes or words of power to disrupt mind-influencing effects. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You can cleanse by level six, buddy. As an action, you can start a performance that lasts until the end of your next turn. So you have to use your action to do it. It gets back around to you in the initiative order. You can't do anything because you're still singing. Or doing whatever, and then you get to go following that. But because it ends at the, it stops at the end of your next turn, you can use a reaction on that turn, but not on the first turn, because it eats up all your actions. Yeah. As a fun aside, anyway, while you are performing, you and any friendly creatures within thirty feet of you have advantage on saves against being frightened or charmed. Creature must be able to hear you to gain this benefit. The performance ends early if you are incapacitated or silenced or if you voluntarily end it with no action required. So you can end it as a free action. Yes. That's right. We got one more at the top. Yes. Come on, dude. That's great. Oh, no. It's an awesome skill. Because these 90% of the mind-influencing effects, like any of your charm or frighten, they give you a save every turn. Yeah. So you have a you get to roll with advantage until, you know, fate intervenes. Yeah. Like you get better opportunities to get over it. You get to roll twice essentially each turn to end it. So you can end it faster, which 
fear and charm. I have seen both of them TPK. They can. I mean, especially if you're not getting good rolls or if it happens. To Everybody's it. having a shit yeah. day at the table. Yeah. Uh, barbarians usually aren't pretty good at those saves. Yeah. <laughs> but bar- barbarians are historically terrible at that for a reason. Because they smash things. They don't think about it. Because they've got a lot of health and they hit wheelie, wheelie hard. Yep. So, you know. But All right. level. Tenth level <laughs> magical secrets. And you brought in the chair pop and everything on that one. Oh, it was my yeah. spine, actually. Oh, okay. That's good. It was spinal. What kind of injury? Uh, you have <laughs> you have plundered magical knowledge from a wide spectrum of disciplines. Choose two spells from any classes, including this one. A spell you choose must be of a level you can cast, as shown on the bard table or cantrip. The chosen spells count as bard spells for you and are included in the number of spells known column of the bard table. You learn two additional spells from any classes at 14th level and again at 18th level. Jeez. It's really nice. So by level 18, you are so good at finessing the truth out of everything, including <laughs> magic itself, Yeah, that you get, what, six? Yeah, you get yeah, a, a six, six spells that you don't necessarily have access to. Yeah, or it could just be maybe there's they could be more bard spells. Yeah, they could be more bard spells. And but I, mean, I don't remember off the top of my head because I do recall bards having a comprehensive list of spells to choose from. Oh, They're they not have, really lacking for a whole lot. No, they have some amazing spells. I mean, you, when you I guess that I haven't committed them all to memory. Yeah, obviously. Well, but I mean, all you need to know is they get Bigby's hand. So. Yeah, Bigby's crushing fist was better. Mm-hmm. Well, no, he still has that. Mm-hmm. And like two other abilities, it's amazing. Yeah, it's just <laughs> one spell now instead of different spells. Yeah. And the capstone, Ooh. Superior Inspiration. I haven't read it. I'm not familiar with it. And I would rather have you regale me with this other disappointment. <clears throat> when you roll initiative and have no uses of Bardic Inspiration less left, you regain one use. Is that, is that really their capstone ability? Yeah, kind of like all the capstones. We're going to have to do an entire episode just on that. That sounds <clears throat> like a multiple rant. Yeah, I, I kind of feel like if there was a chart for player characters showing like the growth and the spikes of the, you know, the certain power spikes and everything else, every single one of them at level 20 would just... Would yeah, plummet, just plummet into the fucking abyss. Yeah. And I get it at that point. You got, I mean, somebody probably has a relic item or some type of legendary magic item or something. A relic item? <laughs> Artifact? <laughs> yeah, that thing. Uh, okay. I mean, um, it's a relic at that point. We have diamond it's relics art- here now. <laughs> get good scrub. <laughs> right. No, I mean, artifacts, they got all kinds of stuff. I mean, there by so level many 20, your characters are legitimate living legends. Oh, yeah, the whole the world. world knows who you are. You yeah. are the highestly regarded yeah. heroes in existence. Yeah, you're yeah. like the fucking Justice League. Yeah, okay? I was going to say, you're the Justice League, you're the Avengers, you're the you Watchmen. You are those dudes. <laughs> yeah, but who watches the Watchmen? Uh, I don't know. Big blue people. Anyways, so 
and small blue people as well. We're inclusive. <laughs> We're inclusive. I mean, he was small and then big. He was tiny. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's a big yeah, member of uh, the party. Long story short, rant aside, um, <laughs> capstones suck. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of feel like that's its own special rant Almost there. Almost every single capstone. I can't recall one off the top of my head Even that's the ones, not a fucking disappointment. Uh, I mean, being able to rage at will is kind of good. Yeah, uh, that's really cool. I just usually get now, hung up on Pal- the 24s. I'll say now Paladin. Well, theirs is all based on their oath. Yeah. Like the oaths give them different capstones. Yeah, which is why their capstone is actually pretty good because the subclasses are the importance this time around. But hey, it good is thing what they it don't is. have trash subclasses. Yeah. But no, it. this is the bard. And I love the bard because the of bard. all these things. I mean, bardic inspiration, just that ability alone makes you so good. Because the bard is a, most people would say, oh, it's a support class. But it can be your damage dealing class. And if you really wanted to and build it a weird way, you could almost tank with this class. Like, there's a lot that you can do. Oh, for sure. I can see a dodge tank being the thing. Yeah. I mean, I'd still want to do it with a monk or a rogue. Yeah. They're around a lot. Think you're too free. It's with still that word. tanking. You're, you're, you're Listen, <laughs> I come from a background where there's magic <laughs> tanks, there's physical tanks, <laughs> you there's dodge, dodge tanks. You dodge tank Lucy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, man. Oh like, my god. <clears throat> dodge tank Dan. There you go. I'll get it in a second. My barbarian was Deathwish Dave. Thank you. Yeah, but there's already a cool Dave character in animation. It's I, before our time. Don't worry about it. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't either. And that's the best part of it. Dave. Dave. But, yeah. yeah. That's all I got. Uh, Bard, really solid all the way around. There's really nothing you're bad at other than having a lot of hit points. That's true. And being well armored. You're going to have to, you don't get like unarmored defense bonuses or anything like that. I'm pretty sure you'll have access to mage armor, which will help a little bit as a spell and it yeah. lasts for eight hours. So you really only got to cast it once in adventuring yeah. day. I mean, well, shield's nice. So there's things shield is really good. You You've counter, got defensive so. options. And like we said before, yeah. you should be prioritizing charisma and dexterity. Yeah. So your dexterity being high is going to give you an AC bonus. Anyway, you can still wear mm-hmm. light armor if you want to wear. Yeah, armor. And there's still some light armor out there with good AC attached to it. Yeah. It's not bad. I mean, we all kind of get hung up. Well, I know I do, especially, Maybe I can't speak for everyone else. I still find myself getting hung up on, well, my AC is not at least 19. That's trash. Yeah. which And the, that's yeah. really not how this version works. No, that is definitely the not fifth edition. numbers were toned down for the AC at yeah. least. Because, I mean, like I said, again, going back to third edition, my cleric, I carried a shield and plate mail. I could take a total defense action and have 28 AC at yeah. level one. Oh, yeah, man. And now that I've gotten used to 5th edition, I kind of understand how the AC works now. Mm-hmm. And, like, having a rogue with an AC of 17, that's insane to it's me. It's really like, good. Yeah. <laughs> like 17 oh. used to be middle of the road. If your yeah. AC was 14, you were like, Ugh, Oh, yeah, I know. But in 5th edition, like, 17's really good. Yeah, 14 yeah. to 17 is not bad. Yeah. And, like, 19, you're a beast. Like you are. Oh yeah. You're not, Your AC is close yeah. to 20. 
you're yeah. you're going to be ridiculous. Which I like it. It dumbs down the numbers a little bit. You know, it makes it more manageable. Yeah, it's a little bit easier it's to not understand. Like big number shock. Yeah. So. Yeah, because you're to hit pluses. I mean, they do get ridiculous later on, but there's also a lot of like resistances and everything else. So. Oh, I'm so glad I looked back at this chart. I forgot that the bards end up knowing 22 spells. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know a lot. Dear God. Yeah. So, I mean, because that's adding in your... Uh, um, is it magical secrets? Yeah. Is what adds that up so high. Yeah. It's really nice. I mean, technically, with your four cantrips, you know 26 spells yeah. in total. And, I mean, cantrips are useful, too. I mean... They don't can, get... Yeah, they don't get their first ninth level spell slot until level 17, which... And most people don't. Anyways. Yeah, that's what ninth I'm saying. Ninth level is Ninth insane. level spells do... Yeah. A lot more. I don't know. I I feel like that's a topic for a rant as well. I'm not really <laughs> happy with where magic is overall. Uh, you're just not happy because of one spell. You're that guy. No, not at all. I'm not happy because of several spells, <laughs> especially specifically ninth level spells. It's wish. Wish pisses me the fuck oh, off. Oh yeah. Wh- yeah. Oh, wish God. is a wasted spell now. Yeah. So anyway. If you would like some bardic inspiration from me and Wolfe, then you only have to do one, well, three things for us. The first thing is hit that like button. You hit that like button. Clobber. And then you clobber it. The subscribe button. Because if you hit the like button twice, it just pulls it off. And crush. I hate you. And crush. (laughs) (laughs) Crush. That that notification bell. Also, feel free to check out our Patreon, where you get even more crazy antics from me and Wolf A. Don't know why I'm talking like that, but hey, you get more of that. And you get access to Discord, all kinds of other fun stuff. Own specialized t-shirt for higher tier. And you know what? Anyone joins Patreon, you get a shout out in the show. We're going to shout your name. Literally shout it. Yeah, I'll make sure to, you know, headphone warning beforehand. <laughs> yeah, we're going to have Wolfe do it. Yeah, I can be loud. I, can I know it's it. hard to remember, but. Well, I usually just whisper into the mic so people can't hear me anyway. I know, you're so like literally start circling together and then just every little fucking thing. We have Teespring. We should go ahead and check that out. Clothes. Go ahead and click on it. You like clothes? You like shirts? We got them. We even put stuff on them for you. Yeah, in advance. Well, you're welcome. Teespring puts it on there. We designed the stuff. Tell them how the fudge is made. Wait, we have fudge? Not now. We have mugs, though, and you can put your fudge in it. So, yeah, put your fudge in our mugs. That's right. Fudge our mugs. Yeah. That sounds like it's going to be a nightmare in the future. I feel like we should make a fudge our mug. I like it. Yeah, why not? In jokes. People like them. That's right. They're everywhere. And uh, anything else from you, Wolfie? No, I got nothing right now, but um, it's about to go down. Oh, you, you ranting this time? Oh, I've got a hefty player rant. 
based on bards specifically. You're not going to want to miss this, and you're also probably going to want to take your headphones out or at least turn the volume down. Yeah, that's probably a good idea. So when we come back, the Wolf A-Rat you've always waited for. We'll be right back. Hello, everyone, and this is Wolf A with today's player rant. And I'd like to take this opportunity again to forewarn everyone. I'm probably going to get a little loud. So if you would like to lower your volume or remove your headphones, this is your opportunity to do it. All right. Is everyone ready? Fucking bards. Just bards. Fucking bards. They kill me. A good bard will make you love the class or reading about it or listening to other people talk about it will make you love this class. It is beautiful, especially for people with more outgoing personalities that are charming and charismatic and want to play characters like that or people that aren't those things because it's fucking role play. We're playing a role. We're getting out of our comfort zone. But the bad bards are the worst Fucking people I have ever had at my table. And to be perfectly honest with you, the only good bard I've ever seen was one that I played my damn self in my personal experience. Okay, so understand this with me for a second. We yell at people for don't be fire guy. Don't just cast the same basic bullshit spell. Don't cast magic missile. I mean, that's lame. Oh my God, it's the warlock. Of course, he's going to use Eldritch Blast again because he doesn't do anything else. Yeah, well, your fucking sword and board characters don't do anything besides swing their fucking meat mallets at each other. That's how they get the job done. You get the job done in your own fucking way. But guess what? As a bard, you're going to use Vicious Mockery a lot, or at least you fucking should because it's great. But guess what? If I hear just a, oh, I cast Vicious Mockery and this happens. No! Motherfucker role play. That's what we're here for. Okay. Understand. Give me some vicious fucking mockery. Okay. Look at them and be like, bro, you can't hit me. You have all the dexterity of a constipated magic harp. Oh shit. That's what I want to fucking hear. That's what I need to fucking hear. Okay. It kills me. Let's hear some good shit. Call him a goober to fucking throw out insults, but be creative. This is an opportunity to roleplay your fucking heart out and do everything you ever wanted to do. Seize your moment. This is for you. Be creative. Fucking look up r slash rare insults if you need something, okay? Google it. I don't fucking care. Just do not come to the table as a bard and give me fucking knock-knock dad jokes for fucking four hours a weekend. Fuck! Just, ah! Fucking bards! I love you. I'm sorry. I got way too excited and angry. I'm shaking. I'm, I'm gonna go lie down for a moment and we'll, we'll be back at some point. Welcome back to Fear and the Bell Trolls. I'm Joe. And I'm Wolfe. And it's time for your favorite part of the show. The end credits. Well, prior to that. Monster Manual A through Z. Yeah. I like it. And today we are starting demons. So yeah. for, 
Yeah. Demons, devils, and dragons. These three are probably going to be all we're talking about. For the next year. For roughly the next hundred episodes. So <laughs> buckle up, buttercup. Yeah, especially with dragons. And you can't help but to do each version. So oh. today we're starting off demons with, we're not going to do the demon lords just yet. They deserve their own spotlight. We may do an actual episode <clears throat> on them. I'd very much like to do yeah. them. Lords of the Nine and the Demon Princes mm-hmm. like to give them their individual time because they're both such cool groups. Oh, yeah. Mm. So we're starting with the Baylor. Um, yes. If you look up the picture of the Baylor in the Monster Manual, just go ahead and laugh and get it out because it's it's a terrible picture. It, I mean, it's got some cool design to it and everything, but I can't get over the fact of like the giant gaping cow mouth. Yeah, it's a weird... It's not intimidating or scary. It's a weird kind of posture. I mean, it looks legit outside oh, no, of how it's Oh, no, the art standing. style looks yeah. good. It's well drawn. Yeah. But... Not so much, yeah. like, super terrifying. Okay, so... Baylor's. I'm just trying to figure out what's going on with the other side of its mouth. Yeah, I don't, I don't think it knows either. Okay. All yeah. right, so... Yeah. Baylor's. They are your standard like generals of demonic armies. It's kind of what they do. Um, yep. What's, uh, I, mean, I, can't, the, I can't believe I just forgot that name. Oh, the Balrog from, oh, from Lord, Lord of the Rings. Rings yeah, that Gandalf like that. fights is yeah. roughly the inspiration for this creature. Yeah. Um, they, they have a lot of similarities. I mean, obviously the Balor, or the Balrog that we got in the films looked really, really good. Yeah. But, you know, it's hard to compete with a 3D image versus a 2D picture. Yeah, but the Baylor is very similar. I mean, you got very the similar whip. giant bat wings. They wield a flame whip like it's it's a whip made out of fire. It's not a flaming whip. And their sword is supposed to represent the power of the storm. So they've got, you know, electricity and fire attacks right off the bat. They're also really tough. They're like we said, they're the generals of the armies. Yeah. They are commanding, they're powerful, they're scary, but they're pretty much driven entirely by rage. Yeah. And, I mean, they, you know, battle lust and stuff like that. Yeah. So I mean, they're I question also how good leadership they are. Well, I mean, they're always looking to seize power. They're kind of like the, uh, well, any like Saturday morning cartoon, you know, the minion that always wants to take old oh, Starscream. They're Starscream, <laughs> the demon race. I mean, they, they think they should be in power, but they're never going to quite make it because, you know. My first thought was Destro when you said that. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. Destro, yeah. That's another good one. You know, like secondary villains. Yeah. I mean, oof. Stuff like that. But, I mean, don't get me wrong. They're big and scary and dangerous. Oh, yeah. I mean, the picture kind of, you're like, oh, this looks dumb, huh? And then you read what it can do, and you try not to cry. Oh, yeah. All right, you want to kick us off, buddy? Oh, yeah, let's go ahead and do this. It's a huge fiend. Huge. Huge. Chaotic evil. Armor class at 19. That's natural armor, because mm-hmm. they, don't, they don't have time for actual armor. We okay. don't have time for your petty mortal armor. Ain't got time to bleed. Anyways, you got time uh, to duck. 
got hit points average of 262. Which, They've got hit points out the ass. Yeah. 21D12 plus 126. Oof. Yeah. Movement speed of 40 feet or a fly speed of 80 feet. Because why walk? Yeah. I mean, when you're so angry that you're almost unkillable. Yeah. <laughs> now let's look at some of the stats. You, you have roughly a metric <laughs> fuck ton of HP. Yeah, let's look at some of these ability scores. You got strength of 26. Oof. Dex of 15. Con of 22. Oof. Intelligence of 20. That's just rude. Wisdom of 16. And charisma of 22. Uh, see, perfect example of what I was talking about. They're not pretty. Yeah, they're not pretty. They're terrifying. Well, they are pretty. Pretty strong. Um. Ooh, that saving throw. Strength plus 14. Constitution plus 12. Wisdom plus 9. Charisma plus 12. Yeah. Dear God, anything they've got to make a save for, they've got really good odds of yeah. making that save. Oh, really good odds. Damage resistance to cold and lightning. Bludgeoning, piercing, and slashing from non-magical attacks. So... If you ain't got a magic weapon, don't be slashing. Honestly, by the time you should be fighting this thing, you had better have at least one magic weapon. Oh, yeah. I'm not going to make you wait on it. It's a challenge rating 19. So. Yeah. These are the leaders of armies yeah, this of is... demons. They are big deals. Okay. <clears throat> yeah. You, you, this you... is not a one-on-one -on -one fight. Yeah. This isn't some, you know, side piece scrub boss. Like this is. This ain't no trash mob, bro. I don't know. He's, he's going to mess you up, all right? Yeah, he's going to put you down. Oh, and they're outright immune to fire and poison and yep. the poisoned condition. Yep. 120 feet of true sight. With a passive hateful. With a passive perception of 13. They speak abyssal and have telepathy to 120 feet. Because, yeah. Yeesh. What's that first little... Ooh, the death throws... Ooh. When the Baylor dies, it explodes. And each creature within 30 feet of it must make a DC 20 dex save, taking an average of 70 or 20 D6 fire damage on a failed save, or half as much on a successful save. The explosion ignites flammable objects in the area that aren't being worn or carried, and it destroys the Baylor's weapons. Oh, yeah. So no and trust me, you're probably going to want to get your hands on their weapons if you can. Oh, they're nice. So up next, we have the fire aura. Well, the death throws, you know, one final aside. Think about it as a fireball, just a really big fireball. Yeah, that it does. It has the same effect as fireball. It just does way more damage. Oh, yeah. This is like way up cast. <clears throat> so uh, fire aura at the start of each of the Baylor's turns, each creature within five feet of it takes an average of 10 or three D six fire damage and flammable objects, blah, blah, blah. They burn a creature that touches the Baylor or hits it with a melee attack while within five feet of it takes an average of 10 or three D six fire damage. So if you're standing close to it, you're going to get burned. If you try to hit it with a melee attack within five feet, 
you're going to get burned. Yeah. So expect a lot of rage on rage violence. Yeah. Let's that's the only way a, you're making it through. Let's get a polearm master in here and yeah. uh, keep him out of range. <laughs> All right, Barb, rage up. <laughs> uh, you got magic resistance. Baylor has advantage on saving throws against spells and other magical effects. Oh, yeah. If and those ridiculous saving throws weren't bad enough on their own, it also has magic resistance. Yeah, it's great. And magic weapon. The weapons are magical. Wow. Yeah. What an astute observation. (laughs) That was masterfully written. (laughs) I mean, what can I say? It's kind of in the name. Listen, listen. Was it bad voice acting or was it a badly written line? Yes. Exactly. Yeah. So uh, they got a multi-attack. What does it do? Attacks in a multi-way. I don't know. I can't read. Multiple attacks. (laughs) They make two attacks. One with the long sword and one with the whip. So every turn, they're going to be attacking with the long sword and the whip. Every single time. It's going to get two attacks. And they're going to hurt. And you don't want to get hit by them. Let's look at that long sword. Plus 14 to hit. Has a reach of 10 feet. Again, they're huge creatures, which is huge is 8 by 8 on a grid. I believe yeah. so. So they're fucking massive. Yeah. So that's why their swords are, you know, able to threaten 10 feet. A hit is on average 21, which is 3d8 plus 8 slashing damage, plus an average of 13, another 3d8 of lightning damage. If the Baylor scores a critical hit, you should probably just throw your character sheet away because it rolls damage dice three times and not twice. Yeah. So it has improved critical. Mm. And if that doesn't kill you. Yeah. Oh, that's just the long sword. So that's six D eight plus eight damage you're yep. going to take if it hits you. Their whip on the other hand, whip it real good. Yeah. Their whip. <laughs> Plus 14 to hit, reaches out to 30 feet on a hit, an average of 15 or 2d6 plus 8 slashing plus average of 10, 3d6 fire damage. And the target must succeed on a DC 20 saving throw or be pulled up to 25 feet towards the Baylor. Yeah. Yeah. So guess what? It has the ability to bring you in to close range. So you can get hit with its sword. Can I read the next one? Oh, you absolutely can. Because it gets worse. Oh, oh no, no. We're not done yet. Oh, yeah. It gets worse. Teleport. The Baylor magically teleports along with any equipment it is wearing or carrying up to 120 feet to an, well, an open space. It can see. Unoccupied. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, as an action, it can just teleport, which, to be fair, it can't teleport and attack in the same round. True. So, I mean, it is limited in that sense, but at the same time, it can teleport. 120 feet. It can fly. 80 feet. And it can run. 40 feet. Well, it can. It can run 80 feet, I guess. I mean, it could With a dash action. But when you can fly and fucking teleport, how much running do you really need to do? (laughs) 
Let me just fly. You want to know something really rude? Think about this. It can fly up in the air 30 feet and just be hanging out and grab you with your its whip and snatch you up to it. And then guess what? If it grabs a hold of you, it can then teleport really far away. Or it could just let you fall. Exactly. Because if it's 30 feet up, it wouldn't pull you all the way to it. Yeah, pull you up to 25 yeah. feet. So that's... Yeah. <laughs> Two D six and a D four, yeah. which back to the size, D3. I think huge is actually four by four, because it's larger than huge. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, because large is two by two. Is eight by eight. Yeah. Yeah. We don't. We don't want to get yeah. into that right now. Yeah. So, it's four four buys. Yeah. Thank you for reminding me. Yeah, I know. I took me a minute so I had to sit here. I was a like, twenty Wait. square foot area. Is yeah, it's still massive. It's, yeah. Friggin' huge. He's still taking up a lot of space. I mean. Yeah, yeah. no, in all seriousness, um, we like to talk about, like, ways to use this creature effectively and ways to, you know, maybe get around it. Demons are pretty straightforward. And the Baylor in particular, it's exactly what it sounds like. Use it as a leader of a pack of demons. They usually lead armies, but, you know, you could encounter them, you know, maybe 30 soldiers and a leader or something along those lines, but it shouldn't yeah. be anything more than just a straight up shit fight. Oh yeah. No, there's definitely, it's not just going to be just the Baylor. This no. is a campaign ending type of situation. You can have it where it's a battle or something. Maybe very late game. You know, if you go all the way back to the beginning, we talked about angels. This could be something where a messenger, was sent to you and a God needs you to beat down some demons instead of doing a huge, big battle, trying to figure that out as a DM, what you can do instead is have the Baylor and some of his cronies. And that's what the players are fighting while the big battles going yeah, on. Break down the action. Yeah. Still explain the whole scene. Let everybody yeah. know this is a big thing, but trust me when I say this, I'm saying it from my own experience do not be so ambitious that you try to set up a battle for your players to take part in to end a campaign that has 300 moving parts. Yeah, it's, it takes a lot you of time. You do not it, want that. Yeah, it draws from it. D&D wasn't built for that. There it's are really other, not. Yeah, there, there's army fighting games. Mm -hmm. um, you know, These are adventuring and, parties. Yeah, I mean, there are supplemental guys like the West Marches campaigns and stuff like that, but... It's just, it's not the same. And, you know, it's with D&D, &D, it's about the party. It's smaller groups, adventuring mm -hmm. style. But you can still have that effect. Like, you know, leading up to the Baylor. Maybe you're fighting a few other things, which we're going to cover more demons. Probably will be some crony types that are fighting underneath the Baylor. Mm -hmm. So what you're doing there is you're building up to it. And you can have it to where, okay, well, they succeeded on this or they went and did this. And that can affect the battle, you know, so there's different ways to do that. And, you know, in the future, we'll probably do something covering on that specific subject. Oh, I'd but, love to do a full episode breaking down like army conflict in D&D, yeah. &D, like how to do it the right way. Yeah, because I mean, just trying to do it with players in a fight is just it's too much. For, you do the not animal. want a 30 minute single round of combat. Yeah. I mean, and 
I mean, you're not going to get the full on movie moments you're hoping for where the super massive it, yeah. superhero characters are just thrashing through people. Because it's going like to look a, cool as shit in your mind. Yeah. But it's not gonna you're work not way. really going to be able to get yeah. the players to Stay understand focused. that completely. Yeah. It, it's kind of hard to do. But with the Baylor, this is something that it's a campaign boss. Or, you know, if you're planning on trying to, you know, add in some extra stuff and build to something bigger and you want the Baylor to kind of be there in your way, then you can do that as well. Mm-hmm. But Baylors are nasty. They're good to use. And yeah, it's a CR 19, which is bad enough as it is with all the abilities. But these aren't these aren't the type of creatures are going to be by themselves. No, so this is a you, great campaign ender. You really don't need this stat block in the sense of okay, this is the one creature my PCs are fighting against. It no, it yeah, it's not ever going to be that way. It may eventually get down to that where it's yeah. a one on one fight between the party and the Baylor, but it's not going to start that way. It's not yeah, it's not going to start that way. I mean, because this is just a step below one of the demon lords. I mean, this is the next level. So yeah, beyond it's beyond them off at a pretty high mark. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you know, alphabetical order being, yeah, you'll find the trash demons soon enough. Yeah. I mean, we still got like Bulgura and stuff like that. Oh, the Bulgura. Bulgura. Yeah. But yeah, yeah you still got shadow demons. You've still got all kinds of fun stuff, yeah, which, you know, the regular monster manual doesn't have everything in it. Good God, they're so creepy looking. That's it. Oh. The chasms. that Those are the yeah. fly looking things. And the dretch. Ugh, God, those are so weird. It's like a mole rat. Yeah, that's a thing too. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry, I was but, looking at the Glabrezu. Yeah. That, yeah. That one's going to trip me up. But no, I mean, I mean... I'm actually excited to start this because demons, devils, and all that, which, you know, who knows? Maybe once we get done with it or one of our episodes, we can actually talk about uh, Morgan. you know? Don't don't get my hopes up. You know, or, you know, I mean, because he does kind of deal in a lot of this stuff, so. No, Mordenkainen directly stepping into the blood war. Yeah. And manipulating the fights to try and get it to stop. Yeah, which is actually a bad thing. But, yeah. Yeah, we don't really want that <laughs> so much as we think we do. Yeah, well, if either side wins the... No matter who wins, we lose. Yeah. Yeah, those I just read you the shit line off of the movie poster for the first Alien vs. Predator. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I forgot about that. You're welcome. I'm more of a Requiem fan just because of the one scene... <sighs> Well, the one scene where he throws his... Oh, yeah, it's pretty badass. <laughs> he, he throws that and the dude's girlfriend comes walking by and just... Just boom. gets blindsided down a fucking hallway. <laughs> just yeah. ragdolls against the wall. It's pretty sick. Uh, it's pretty way. satisfying. Wow, we I should probably it. do like a movie podcast where we talk about films and stuff. No, yeah. So join us on Friday. We may talk about that now that I think about it. So with all that being said, please go ahead and leave us a comment. If you remember that thing I talked about before, you can leave a comment about that. Leave us a comment about Baylor. Leave us a comment about a bard. Comment about your comments. Yeah. Comment on other people's comments. Let's build a community. Yeah, because we heard you like comments, so we decided to put a comment on your comments so you can comment about our comments. While you comment. That's right. On the toilet.
Well, I mean, where else would you comment? I mean, I just assume that most people are listening to this. And that's the best way to do it. We have very soothing voices. Helps it pass. Fair. Yeah. So. Um, well, my tongue is grumbling. I should probably eat something soon. Okay, Wolfair. I'm tired. Yeah. But on a serious note, as always, before we end the show, just let all you out there know, as a member of the D&D community, every last one of you matter. It may not always feel that way, and some days are tougher than others. And if one of those days gets too hard, please feel free to utilize those links and those numbers below that we have there for you. It doesn't have to just be certain feelings. It can also be your struggle with substances and other things like that. And this is real stuff. It's always been a problem. And it's stuff that we care about. And sometimes we all just need a little extra help. So, please, utilize that stuff below. We love you for it. Absolutely. I agree completely. You know, you always hear it's always darkest before the dawn or the sun always rises, things like that. You know, it's good to keep that in mind. Like some people might think it's cliche and dumb, but whatever helps you, whatever you need to self-soothe and kind of comfort yourself and help yourself start working towards seeing yourself in a better light and being more kind to yourself and moving away from depression and sadness and anxiety. It's a step in the right direction. I just, after the help I've personally received in the times when I really needed it for my own mental health, I'm glad that I had people who were there to help me start moving forward, to help me start healing and to come around. Yeah. It does not make you weak to need help. No, it doesn't. And it's, it's always going to be an important subject for us and we're never going to stop letting you know that we care and letting you know that other people care and that there is a way there is always help and you can always depend on the trolls to offer it and have it up there for you. So there is no nobility in suffering in silence. Please get the help. If you need the help, I love you. Jolly loves you. The executive trolls love you. Yeah, we're here. Reach out if you need us, guys. Yeah. So that's all I've got. Um, yeah, and until hopefully we'll be seeing you guys on Friday, and we got some fun stuff coming up. That's right. Be able to talk on Friday, and always join us back next Wednesday when we're finally not talking about classes anymore. Yay! I think. <laughs> or are we? <laughs> exactly. So, have a nice Wednesday, everybody. Love you, bye.